This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay. That's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I got to say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community yeah. to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, Feels. Well, that was sweet yeah did you recognize that guy that was from growing pains that's correct that was kirk cameron <laughs> that is mikey siever that is alan thick r.i.p whoa r.i.p indeed damn uh let me pull up who wrote that song or i think it was a request that i made last time nathan thompson Nathan Thompson. Oh, you did ask for that. Yeah. Remember the guy with the band DearLincoln.com? Oh, yeah. Great name. Yeah. Great name for a band. Uh, Dear Lincoln is the band name. DearLincoln.com is the URL. Right. Obviously. So he's on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, wrote a theme song for us before. I recommended Growing Pains. I suggested it. I requested it. And I got it. I begged for it. You got it. Uh, I'm just going to throw another one out there in the ether. Just because this guy is talented, there's a... There's a great theme song from a, a kind of lesser-known show called The Hogan Family. I think it would make a great If I Were You theme song. Again, dear Lincoln, I don't know how busy you are, but Hogan Family You parody. really should start. You have to, If you're going to do these requests, you, need, you owe him cash now, <laughs> I think. All right. For, then I want to rescind the... Uh... The request. Amir will give you a thousand dollars. Just no, I don't want to. I don't want to be on the hook. Uh, you want to hear the Hogan it. theme song? 
Do you want to hear the Hogan theme song, Brad? <laughs> I'd like to hear it, but not if it's going to cost Then you're going to have to stuff. Venmo Dear Lincoln a thousand freaking dollars. <laughs> I don't fucking have his Venmo. I don't. I didn't know that it was a He'll request it. He'll write the song and then request it from you, and you just have to accept the request. No. You don't have to find him. It's very seamless. It's quite easy. I don't want to. I don't want to then. Forget the Hogan family theme song. You don't want to hear it? No, I don't want I mean, I do. <laughs> I want to hear it if it were You want to hear it? Dear Lincoln's going to make it and it'll only cost you $1,000. I don't want to give up the G. I really don't want to give up the G. You pay him nine ninety nine. <laughs> I'll do the last buck. That's I don't even a- care. Because it's not, it's not anything to me. Yeah, a dollar isn't anything. You're asking me to pony up. Money is not an object to me. I don't, like, I'll spend. So you give up the thousand. I'm not spending a thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> because it is an object. It's the height of, ins- that's the height of idiocy, okay? I wouldn't not... pay a thousand dollars for a, free, a theme song that we usually get for free. No. <laughs> but you're requesting. You're making requests. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. Fucking, this is extortion. I'll give him a thousand dollars. Memo it to me. I'll hold on to it. For All you. right, I see what you want to do here. You want to become some sort of some sort of extortion escrow service where you make gotcha. me pay a thousand dollars and it goes to you. You're it's not going to give it to him. Escrow. It's just an escrow service. I hold on to it, and when you get the request, I'll pay it. I promise. Why? Why are you a an animated little boy now? I'm a tiny little man with a big <laughs> idea for escrow company. Ooh. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't trust a, a 33 year old guy doing a doing a a, a tiny little baby <laughs> voice. Yeah. With your cash. You're 34. Right. I, I get that. I'm not 34. <laughs> I'm 33 years young. Yeah, but you're about to be. Yeah, but but well, by the time this episode comes out, yeah, I'll still be 33. So, <laughs> yeah, for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people are 33 and at the height of their game, and so I think I am too. It's kind of yeah. nice. I guess you will be I, at the head of your game for like another two weeks. Uh, well, I'm 33 years young at heart forever. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Have you seen Chernobyl? Yes. So I started watching it. I'm two episodes deep. And as you I can told imagine, you, you would love it. Yeah, it's great. Very heavy, very serious. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be funny if it had like a growing pain style theme song. <laughs> you want uh, Dear Lincoln to do it? So, like, Dear Lincoln a- does a a Chernobyl uh, like sitcom TV intro. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, that could be like a viral video. So it's like a cold open of a scientist holding a piece of graphite, and then he like starts coughing, and his face starts bleeding. Uh huh. And then it slowly fades into a Growing Pains theme song about the show Chernobyl. That's, yeah, that's that's cool. I, if we still worked at College Humor, that's like a pitch that would be greenlit last <laughs> It's weird that, I know people have talked about it, but I just, I've since I'm watching it for the first time, it's weird that everyone has a British accent in Chernobyl. Yeah, I didn't, that... I, what was the decision there? I think maybe to make it seem like you know, this didn't happen in America. This happened far away, but uh-huh. I guess they didn't. But still not Russia. Right. Maybe they, it's weird to me a little bit because like a, t- a TV show like The Americans showed how many great actors there are with uh, Russian accents that they could have cast. But it seemed like they were just like, no, we're going to go all British, all in. I didn't hate the choice though. Like I, 
I enjoy watching uh, people with British accents in dramas, so it was cool. But some people, but some people did have Russian accents, right? Or am I just making that up? No, I think I don't think anyone had Russian accents. I think the different ac- accents were like all different places of, in the UK. I might be wrong, also, but I I thought the the miners had like Scottish accents. <laughs> yeah, but then like Gorbachev didn't have a British accent, did he? He definitely didn't really have a Russian one, though. <laughs> it's so what a decision for a great show. And I wonder if it was like agonized over, or if it's just like everyone gets to pick an accent, and then we'll just fucking go ham on the day. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm sure it was agonized over. I feel like every decision on a show like that is agonized over. Uh, what you're on episode two? Yeah, uh, yeah. So what happened? Finished episode two. What's happening in episode at the end of episode two? Uh, they go into the water to like drain the drain the tanks because that would create okay. an even worse devastation. Yeah, I really, I, I'm really excited to see how they get out of this mess because as of now, it seems like the entire world is gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I I loved um, like those two guys' relationship. Uh, elect, what is it, Sherbina and. Uh, Legasov? Yeah, the Lane Price from Mad Men and uh, Stellan Sarsgaard from uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he like they're so. I I love like their their friendship. It's it's really fun. Yeah, it's a, in, in it's episode a buddy one, comedy. it sort of starts. Yeah, and then in episode two, you're like, oh wow, these guys are unlikely friends. They start kissing in episode three. Right? I well, no spoilers, but yeah, they they <laughs> it's like a will they won't they, and then they fuck in episode four. <laughs> I love that about Chernobyl. Um, all right, what is this? It's an advice podcast, after all, not a TV recap show. Though it should it's be. If I were you, the only advice podcast on the web, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Josh, and I am Josh Stedislavia. That's right. I have a British <laughs> accent and I'm Russian now. Good on I'm you. I'm a nuclear physicist from Belarus. Good on you, Stanislavia. <laughs> um, all right, we got some good questions. You found two, I found two. Yes. Should we do the rundown again? Ooh, yeah, that's a fun idea. All right, you sent me kissing my coworker in Europe problem. Uh huh. <laughs> Shaving colon, I'm not gross. Um, then I sent you need your perspective colon drunk girlfriends. Of course. And then should I hide my tattoo while having sex? Lots of good questions. An embarrassment of riches, if you will. Let's uh let's have a draft. You get to choose your first pick now. Oh, okay. Um, I liked let's do should I hide my tattoo while having sex? All right, we'll call this lady Oksana Bayul because I think she's vaguely Eastern European, and that reminds me of Chernobyl. Oksana writes, I have already have a handful of tattoos on my arms, so no biggie, right? But about three weeks ago, I decided to get a tattoo of Nas, not Lil Nas X, and he's located on the back of my arm. Apparently, it's realistic enough because now my long-term boyfriend doesn't even want to see this tattoo while engaging in anything sexual. Is he being machismo, or should I have consulted my tattoo choices with him before I decided to get a portrait? Should I just keep a shirt on, wear a bandana? For the love of fried fried pickles, help a sister over 30 out. Attached is my tattoo. So on the back of her arm, starting in the shoulder down to her elbow, is a 
very photorealistic, kind of demonic portrait of the rapper Nas. And on his neck is a tattoo, a tattoo of a guy with a tattoo, and it says Braveheart. And he's just staring dead-eyed into anybody who can see. Does Nas have a queen's tattoo on his forehead? No, he does not. I'm looking at pictures. (laughs) The the Nas tattoo that she has doesn't fully look like Nas at least the Nas that I know. Um, so that's sort of interesting. It's like he's wearing a, a, a crown of thorns. Uh, <laughs> there's a queen's tattoo on his forehead. Yeah. There's a little asterisk under his eye. Part of his face is crumbling. Uh, um, uh, the hair looks very real. It's a good tattoo. Yeah, it's a good tattoo. I don't know how tattoo. you would tattoo hair like that. It's like short hair, but still looks like hair. Big ups to Mike underscore V underscore tattoo for his <laughs> nasty Nas work. Um, by the way, you know how she said not Lil Nas X? About a month ago, uh, you said that you had never heard Old Town Road, had never heard of Lil Nas X. When I brought that up to you on the show, was it like the type of thing where now you hear it and see it all the time? You're like, I can't believe I hadn't heard it before. Or was that like the only time you've heard that song and heard of Lil Nas X? Since then, I've heard that song. Like, I... I still don't know how it goes, but I know I like heard it somewhere and I've heard the name and the song brought up more, but I still not like listen to the song. I wow. actually, uh, I think, I, yeah, one, another uh, interesting fact about me and uh, popular music is that I've never, ever heard the song uh, Someone Like You by Adele. <laughs> that is an interesting thing about you. Wait. I know how it goes based on like people singing it and stuff. <laughs> um, but like, I, was it I've, a conscious decision to avoid it? Like, if you heard it on the radio, yeah, you turn it off. I've actively never listened to it. The same, it's the same thing with um, uh, what's what's the Bradley Cooper, uh, Lady Gaga song? Shallow is the shallow? No, is it like co- listen, boy. Yeah, tell me shallow. Don't say okay. no to me. You've never you you're admitting that you've never heard the song. I've heard I've heard that song. Yeah. I just hate it. I think it's so bad. Really? It's like it's not catchy and then like at least based on what I heard from the Adele thing, it's also just not I just don't like the cadence of the words. I don't like anything <laughs> about it. So I'm like I know I'll hate this song and I and I've avoided listening to it. Have you seen uh Stars Born? No, but I had the ending spoiled for me, so now I really don't need to see it. But I think if you watch Stars Born, you'll like the song because they do a good way of like introducing it, and then when they play it, it's very catchy and it's very good, and it's a good song, and I think you like it. All right, I I I do think I'm quite certain I would like Stars Born if I listen or if I watched it, but I'm just like sort of not interested in liking it. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that? Like I'm just I just don't want to be there yeah like Does that i know sense? it's a good movie but i don't want to actually watch it because i yeah. would rather do something else with my two hours I, I i don't even like i'll be on a plane and i'll know that i like i'll see other people watching it I'm like i should watch this and i know i shouldn't like watch fantastical beasts and where to find them or whatever but i <laughs> I, I know i shouldn't watch assassin's creed like yeah. these action movies are bad and i hate them and then i'm like no i'll just i'll watch aquaman that's what I'll do on this plane ride. I'm kind of like that with movie I'll like. Yeah, I'm like that with most things. Like 
I, I can't get into it, but like once I'm in, I'm invested. Like I knew Chernobyl was the same thing. Everyone said it was great, and I knew I was going to like it. But just the idea of watching six hours about a power plant melting, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to get into yeah. it. But now that I'm two episodes deep, I'm like, oh, this is great. I know the characters. I know this. I want to keep watching. Right. It's a really, it's a very good show. Do you know it was written by the guy who wrote Hangover? Yes, I did. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? The tattoo? I don't, oh, yeah, tattoo. Jesus Christ. This really should be a TV podcast. <laughs> it's about time we talk about something we kind of watch. I don't think the tattoo is that uh like unsexy and offensive like if you have other tattoos it feels like your boyfriend isn't like turned off by tattoos generally i don't know why he'd be turned off by like a portrait of nas it's because he's staring dead eyes at the person it's like why are you looking at someone's arm while you're fucking them you're like he's looking at the back of her arm while they're having sex yeah maybe they're having what position doggy style if then like your her back or legs or butt would be obstructing the view there. I feel like when you're when when your hands are down when you're in that position. I'm practicing right now actually. Yeah, and uh-huh. <laughs> the back of your arm is a little bit turned in towards your body. I don't. I think that would obstruct the view. It's not like if this was a lower back tattoo, and yeah. you're like my boyfriend won't fuck me doggy style anymore. I would be like that tracks because this is right in your face. Yeah. Like, that, I understand that. I think the problem is that uh, on her ass, it's another tattoo of this guy's disapproving father sort of nodding his head, saying, no, no, no. Right. And on the, I don't right. think so. Yeah, you thought Jay-Z and Nas was the beef? <laughs> no, it's Nas and this guy's disapproving dad, which yeah. that tattoo you should have checked in on. On her lower back is just a photorealistic portrait of this guy's mom looking is kind of- Is she disapproving? No, she's not disapproving, but she's like eating a meatball. So it's just like I don't need to just see like that. Not right sexy. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's just like her mouth. It's like it's, it's fine, but right. like she's eating. It's not like th- like in your face. You had a bad relationship with your mom. It's no, just, just like, like it's just so real. It's such like an honest moment. It's like your mom <laughs> eating a a fork filled with spaghetti and a meatball. She's like trolling this guy with her body <laughs> in some weird fucking way. I think that's bizarre. It's frankly it's uncouth to me and what about uh having sex in the dark like isn't that kind of a thing so like you wouldn't be able to make Isn't out the having sex very in well? the dark a thing yeah, yeah. Thing. like it's never brightly do you have sex lit. in the light or in the dark what's what's your preferred uh like uh room luminosity <laughs> yeah like if zero is pitch black and a and a hundred percent is like daytime in las vegas outside what's the goat Uh, dimness (laughs) what is the goat dimness for sexual intercourse give me a 12 percent dimness that way what wattage are you having coitus to (laughs) i like it dim so that it's sexy but not well lit so that i have to squint yeah Pitch black precog pool type shit. <laughs> I want a thick fucking blindfold folded over three times over my eyes. I am, what's that movie with Sandra Bullock? Um, Speed? No. Uh, <laughs> she's blindfolded. <laughs> bird box. I am bird box munching on a box. 
wow. Yeah, I can't. Yes, dude. I can't think. I can't see. I can only feel and sort of hear. Me, I am school cafeteria fluorescent evanescence (laughs) listening to evanescence. It is fluorescent tubes flickering like a 1980s Soviet prison in there. Oh, yeah. I like saw lighting for fucking. Yeah. It's a, it's like a dirty supermarket from the 70s. Um, actually, speaking of sex, my brother, we're, so we're recording this as uh, as two goats go uh, toe-to-toe at Wimbledon, Nadal and Federer. Yeah. Um, by the time this airs, Wimbledon will have crowned its next champion. But <laughs> uh, who do you think fucks better, Nadal or Federer? Oh, good question. Probably Nadal because he's buff and like um, more tan and he just seems more passionate. Like Roger is more of like a sensitive lover, more of a romantic yeah. type. Right. I think so. I, I, I would agree. With, I would agree with that assessment. Federer's, he's got like kind of like uh like a some sleek movement though like really fluid motion i feel like he would uh he'd he'd be a tender lover <laughs> where do you rank joker on the fuckometer 24 hours of tantric sex with no back back to back he is ripping his shirt off he is eating a banana <laughs> His haircut is sort of the same as it always was. Nothing will A slightly longish buzz. And he is buzzed. (laughs) You'd have to be. You're fucking Jake and Amir, Djokovic. (laughs) That's right. We're having a lemon party with the number two (laughs) tennis player of all time. Yvonne Lendl's in the corner. (laughs) To what end? Eating a bowl of cereal and J-O. What a strange (laughs) orgy we're having at Roland Garros. (laughs) That's right. We're fucking Djokovic on clay on the day. Ivan Lendl, the Czech goat, in the corner. And guess who walks in? Bjorn friggin' Borg. <laughs> We're having a smorgasbord. A Borgy. <laughs> Bjorn Borgy. <laughs> Mark Philippousis, ace, rebound, serve and volleys his way into the room. Uh, and after? I'll be fucking Rafter. <laughs> nice. Patrick Rafter's ponytail makes the ladies wail. Andre's ag assy and Pete Sampras's ass. Yeah. Uh, I'll slap them, I guess. I don't know. Uh, all right. So uh, I think we've solved that we issue. answered the question, I think. Make it darker. Don't worry Make about what he dim- thinks. Yeah. You got to go dim. Heighten the dimness. Um, all Heighten right, let's take dimness. a let's take a break and we'll answer some more questions after this. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a award of the number 
one best overall mattress uh, pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired. So it's not just us. Cool. GQ and Wired likes them too. Yeah, and I'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can win. It doesn't matter who's who's. Yeah, right that that part okay. doesn't matter. All right, sure. You just go to Helix. Yeah, yeah. No. Just go to HelixSleep.com/slash. If I were you, you take that two minute sleep quiz. You don't necessarily have to get into a fight mm-hmm. with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now. Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. Thank you to Allform for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know we love our Helix mattresses. Correct. So, in an exciting turn of events, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas. What? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping, and there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you, and it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I, I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect oh. sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little bit Yeah, dude. Guess what? Actually, I'm going to plug my uh, NADPOD shows. So take that. Suck on that, dude. Uh, you owe me cash for this. Uh, my unsolicited advice. I'll Venmo you. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, uh, uh, yeah. My unsolicited advice is to come check out my D&D podcast. We've got five live shows in Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York, Boston, and guess where? Pittsburgh. Uh, you can check all those shows out at nadpod.com slash live. Are those all tickets today? Are those back to back to back days? Back to back to back to back to back. Five shows, five days. Is that true? Holy shit. Yeah. It's kind of insane. Are they as like uh, uh, mentally daunting as like uh, as our shows where like you get drunk and you have to like be on for that long and then you feel kind of fried after or is it like a different vibe? Well, I definitely, I think it's probably much more daunting for Murph who is dming and has to prepare all this stuff right for me like i don't like it's like intentionally kept secret from me so so you almost can't prepare no there's and like my character is also very straightforward i don't even have to like look at spell books or anything so that part is 
is kind of easy. It's definitely like mentally draining to like play make believe um, for that long. But <laughs> play make believe. I th- I mean, it's all. It also helps for me that like there's four of us instead of just you and I. Yeah, you can sort of uh, take some time but, off to just listen and not talk. Yeah, there are times like in our show all the time where I'm just like, oh, I like I'm not. I've just been like listening to everybody else talk for a little bit. Uh, which is nice. I think it's like, but, and that's like good. Cause if we're all talking all the time, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, so you can really just like take a few minutes and like, just listen and react a little bit. You're not like the center of attention, which is, are good. you, are you getting wasted? Uh, I have a drink on stage, but I, it's, I th- I feel like even on our shows now, I don't get wasted. Like I did when I was a, a rowdy youngster. A rowdy 33 year old. Yeah. When I was a rowdy 33 year old, now that I'm almost 33 and, uh, uh, for 48 weeks. Um, should I choose a question? Uh, yeah, your turn. Okay, maybe you can read it. Okay, tell me which one to read. Uh, I'll go shaving, colon, I'm not gross. Oh, wait, actually, will you forward that back to me? Okay. I'll forward you shaving, colon, I'm not gross. Is your Gmail still hjerwitz at aol.com? Dude, you'll edit that out, right? When you say my true email, HJ. <laughs> HJ69Hurwitz at yahoo.com. Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> we'll call this person Rafa Nadal. Vamos. Okay. okay. Hey, guys. I'm a day one. Day one, like college humor days. Tuning Whoa. in for new episodes day one, which means I am not 15. I'm 27. To paint a picture of my life, I am a fit, healthy individual and totally not gross at all. Okay. <laughs> I love an email that starts with that that clarification. One one quick uh, addendum up front. I'm not gross at all. Yeah. I have a girlfriend that I'm very close with, and recently on a vacation, I noticed my pubes were getting a little long, so I took my electric razor with the little flippy end and began carefully grooming. She found this to be repulsive. She said it is gross that I use the same electric razor on my pubes and also on my face. I played played it off as I was joking, but it has left me wondering, who's in the wrong here? For her, is it just the mental associations with private parts that are gross? Or is there something really gross about it, even though I am a hygienic person that is totally not gross? I really cannot imagine owning a second electric razor just for my pubes. <laughs> Thoughts best, Rafa Nadal. Wow. This is very apropos for uh, one of our most recent sponsors, Manscaped, which is a, yeah, it, a razor just for your pubes. It really it feels like this was a sponsored question. But I, I'm also just gen- – I, I basically picked this because I was curious uh, as to what you do. And let me guess – you trim with the same razor. That's right, I do. I don't think it's gross. I don't think it's... My razor can be cleaned in in the sink. Yeah, also, like, what does it mean to uh, have, like, a clean razor versus a dirty one from your pubes? Like, are there... I guess you could have pubic lice, but are there other, like, things that separate pubic hair from normal hair? Your, I mean, your pubes... You, like, your pubes sweat, I guess, so you'll just have, like... I guess like having nut sweat and pube sweat rubbed on your face feels pretty gross. Yeah. But I think if you're just like, usually I groom before I take a shower. So like, even if I did put the sh- the razor on my pubes, then on my face, and then I took a shower with that, like that doesn't really matter, right? 
Yeah, it's not like you're wiping your ass and then blowing your nose with the tissue, which I know then, you've done. <laughs> I do that. But then after that, I also take a shower. Like even, I guess any gross thing, if you're about to take a shower, feels like it's in play. Yeah, like I'll take a shit and not wipe. If you're about to take a shower. That's true. You can, you can, because you can clean your butt in the shower. It's better than wiping. Yeah. It's a bidet for your whole body. <laughs> so you can smear shit on your body as long as you're about to take a shower. You can trim your pubes with your beard, with your beard trimmer as long as you're about to take a shower. I also think it's really funny that this dude, uh, like when he, when he, when she was like, this is gross. He was like, I'm kidding. And now it's been so- slowly stewing. What is going to happen? He's going to have to go to her and be like, remember how I jokingly shaved my pubes before? Well, it wasn't a joke. And I don't think it's gross. <laughs> like, okay, Rafa, you're making, scaring me. Making a very funny dramatic or a serious dramatic statement. Like almost like yeah. you're uh, having intervention or a coming out. <laughs> what else? What else do people shave? Have you ever like shaved a chest or a nared a arm or nared a back or done anything like that? When I was in seventh grade, I I was like starting to get uh, hair on under my armpits, but it wasn't coming in fast enough. And I'd heard if you shave, it comes back thicker and darker. So I think I sh- so I shaved my armpits to to try to hurry that process up. And it worked. <laughs> oh my God, you're Bush. No, I don't think I. I mean, I don't think it worked that well. I feel like I, I remember it being itchy. Yeah. Did you? Have you ever done anything? No, not really. I had some friends that like shaved their chest because they didn't like having a hairy chest. Oh yeah. Well, I I don't think either of us have very hairy chests. I have friends that have like super hairy chests, hairy stomachs that shave them. Uh, I have friends that have hairy shoulders that that shave them as well. Oh. I don't really have any unwanted hair anywhere like my my legs and arms aren't even that hairy that's cool how's your taint it's a, it's a rat's nest my taint is a rat it's taint. a tropical rainforest down there it's a brillo pad bud well yeah it's a steel wool and the shit just hangs on like a stalactite down there and it is not uh-huh. stalag right it is and i'm and i stalag might get it freaking waxed that's cool that's really cool uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have anything that I, I would, if anything, I would, I wouldn't mind like some more chest hair. I feel like chest hair is kind of cool. <laughs> so like the opposite of shaving, sort of like a razor that places hair back on. Adding. You. Yeah. I need, I need like, well, a shave, a razor that shaves my face, but then it can, rever- it like, there's little glue in the chamber and then I can reverse it along my chest uh, you what to, you do is uh, you want to smear glue on your chest, shave your beard, and let the the hair fall where they may, like that uh, magnetic oh. beardo man. Yeah, that's actually perfect. That's the ideal solution. So that's what we're. So that's our suggestion to this guy. Yeah. So, wait, what did he say? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I guess if you don't have a beard, you can shave your pubes upside down and put glue on your chin. That way, when it falls, it sort of makes a little goatee. And what's gross about that? (laughs) This is the lady who had a tattoo, right? (laughs) They should really be with each other. Um, All right, let me get to my second question. Drunk girlfriend perspective. Okay. I'm a... 24-year-old, we'll call this lady Coco, who took over Wimbledon. 
I'm a 24-year-old law student at UGA, writes Coco, and I've been dating my boyfriend, a fellow law, law student, for about four months. I went to Louisiana to visit my family and, and by honest-to-God accident, got completely shit-faced the last night of the trip. I was at a bar with my dad and two, un- two of my uncle's neighbors in the middle of the bayou, and we got there by what? a boat. <laughs> I what really a wanted strange to- <laughs> crew. <laughs> my uncle's neighbors. I really wanted to leave, but my dad didn't want to ask the neighbors to take us home. Naturally, drunk me got pissed about this, and I called my boyfriend and complained about it. But it was about 10 p.m., 11 in Georgia. I was obviously very drunk on the phone, and I think I got so distraught explaining my situation that I cried. The next day, he was pissed at me. My question is this. Why do boyfriends get mad at their significant others for drinking too much? In this situation, I may have said something stupid and gotten upset, but that's it. I didn't put myself or anyone else in a dangerous situation. A similar thing has happened to some of my friends, where their boyfriends get mad at them for drinking too much when they aren't around. Why? Jake slash Amir, would y'all be mad at your wife slash girlfriend if she did this? Is it fair to get mad at a significant other for getting drunk and call you, calling you in an emotional state? Thoughts on this issue would be greatly appreciated. Huh. Okay. Does um, this sound familiar to you? Like where guys, you know, get mad at their girlfriends for getting drunk? I remember being mad at like my college girlfriend when she was drunk one time. And I think it was because in my head, I was like, she's drunk. She's more likely to cheat on me. And the reason I thought that was because I would get drunk and cheat on her. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so you're so just think, projecting what happened to you. I think a lot of like that like jealousy around drunkenness comes from like your uh, like it's hypocritical it's like this is or it's it's yeah it's it's projection it's a projection <laughs> so that's why guys get mad at girls that get drunk this guy because... was convinced you were gonna fuck your uncle's neighbor <laughs> you're there with the your bayou. uncle's neighbor in a freaking fan boat in the bayou <laughs> also she, she you don't have to say that you got accidentally drunk uh, you got drunk on purpose. You're just scared of your boyfriend for some reason. That's, I guess, that's true. But I've, I've gotten like accidentally drunk too. Ac- maybe accidentally too drunk, but you know what's going right. to happen when you drink. Yeah, when you, that's true. You got, you got drunk, and I would want to get drunk if I was on the bayou with my uncle's neighbors as well. Yeah. So it seems like the anger stems from weird level of jealousy where you're like you're getting drunk and acting crazy without me there to protect you i don't know it all feels very yeah weird. i guess i'm trying to think if i've ever been like mad at someone for getting drunk and and it was like for a noble reason like i just yeah. want you to be safe but like she's with her dad and like it seems like she was perfectly perfectly safe so him being mad does kind of feel more like a, a weird, like possessive jealousy type thing. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound good to me. I think you could be concerned. I wouldn't want him to be mad. Right. I the question. The question. Like that's that's exactly it. Like when you call him the next day and you're hungover, he should be like, "Are you okay? Do you feel better? Are you sick? Not why are you getting drunk with your father? You're gonna fuck him. I know it." Yeah, I want I want you to ask him why are you mad and hear what his explanation is. Why are you mad though? Yeah, why are you angry at me? 
Um, all right. I will choose cool. your second question. Kissing my coworker in Europe problem. That's right. Uh, an American dude. So we'll call him Andy Roddick. Nice. The goat. Erotic. Billy Goat, the young goat, the goat that never was. He won a U.S. Open. That's goaty. That's pretty good. And erotic? He is erotic because he just joined the Bjorn Borgie. Whoa, the Bjorn Borgie. It is catching on. <laughs> That's right. It's spreading like wildfire. Okay, erotic rights. Hey, guys, longtime listener and I think second-time question asker. I have cool. a question about if I should start kissing my coworkers slash superior at work. Let me explain. I am an American who is doing a PhD in the Wallonie region in Belgium. Uh, I swear that's important. Uh Now, I don't know if you know anything about Belgian culture, but when you meet friends or say hello to new people, you generally give them a single kiss on the cheek as a greeting, similar to many European cultures. When I first got to Europe, I was pretty weirded out about this custom since, as you know, we don't normally do this, and it's generally seen as too intimate for Americans, especially when you do it with both men and women. However, as I, as I stayed longer, it has gotten very normal, and I have no problem doing it when I meet people. But here is the problem. When I first met my coworker, we didn't kiss, and since then, we haven't kissed every day since I've been there. It's been almost three years, and I feel weird every time I see him because I kiss everyone else in our lab except him. It's especially (laughs) weird because it's just me and him in this one room, so I feel like he probably expects me to do it, but I never do. So my question is, what should I do? Would it be weird to start kissing him every morning? Should I do nothing? I have no problem kissing guys when I say hello, but this would just be weird, right? If only I had a Starbucks. Hope you guys can help. Erotic. <laughs> so, so dudes in Europe kiss on the cheek when they say hello? Maybe in Belgium. Uh, Belgium. I have not. I don't think I've experienced that in <laughs> the European cities that we've visited. I, don't, you know, I have like is- some family, some like European uh, members of my family who do like a double kiss. But yeah, uh, I, I don't think I do it with the guys. It's because you're not a PhD. This guy's a doctor. Right. He's a uh, doc. I think I think you can chalk it up to being a foreigner. I assume um, they just don't... They think that Americans don't know about the customs. It, I think it would be weird to start kissing now. After three years, you definitely don't... like. I, it's also... you like It's a little mundane. You see people every single day at work. I wouldn't... Even if it was like part of my... I feel like I would not be interested in kissing people every single day every day i think this is more like if you guys had like an office outing an off-site somewhere you like saw him at a happy hour then it's like oh all right we're like in a social setting i'll i'll adhere to a social norm out here yeah it feels like alone in an office walking in i would rather put my bag down put my coffee on the counter and be like how's it going then walk walk across the room Give give my superior, give my boss a kiss hello, and then go to work. That seems very off to me. Actually, since this guy owes him about three years worth of kissings, <laughs> let me just get it out of the way now. <laughs> How many times have we hung out? <laughs> well, it's not count the weekend, so that's three years, but minus all the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> We might have to take a break. Uh, sorry, this isn't part of our culture. I don't know why you thought that. 
Yeah, Ooh. it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of kissing. I remember in uh, in eighth grade, since a lot of a lot of kids at this the school that I was in for um, middle school were Italian. It, it was like a big thing to kiss uh, people on the cheek at the end of the day. It was like what all of the popular kids did. They would like kiss on the cheek. Whoa. And in eighth grade, what I, I was a loser in seventh grade. And in eighth grade, I became uh, popular for like a few months. And I was in on the kiss on the cheek kissing at the end of the day. And it That's was like, cool. it was so cool. I was like looking for, I would be like, all right, dude, now I gotta, I'm going to get my kisses. This is like. This is these are the kids you passed in the halls just doing casual kiss on the cheek goodbye, and then I, and then I got to friggin' partake. <laughs> hey Jake, I've been thinking about it, and uh, I think I think you should kiss us on the at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Joe! Holy shit, <laughs> this is huge for me. Yeah, it was it was really it was really uh, I mean it was a pivotal life moment for me. You're part of the kissing crew. I remember the cool kids. I was part of the kissing crew. The cool kids at the end of recess in like third or fourth grade at my school used to hug at the end of the at the end of recess <laughs> to say goodbye, and it was like the hottest thing. And then uh, <laughs> teachers were like, "You guys can't hug to say goodbye." <laughs> you don't have to. They viewed do it that. as like too sexual. <laughs> I mean, it, it arguably is. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the guys are just hugging girls at this point right. just to like feel boobs <laughs> yeah that's... and like you shouldn't be this turned on in third grade <laughs> the teachers are like we know it's hot <laughs> it's too hot <laughs> i'm trying to teach you math <laughs> you're turning me on <laughs> i mean you on you on <laughs> yourselves i mean <laughs> Anyway, this has been a really shitty parent-teacher conference. <laughs> I quit teaching, I think. <laughs> You're absolutely fired. <laughs> Going in for the hug. <laughs> ah! Uh, all right. Are those all four questions? We did it. Hell yeah. Good job, us. And good job, you guys, for listening. Way to go. Uh, if you have your own questions, your own theme songs, send them all down to if I were you show at gmail.com. Opening theme song was written by Nathan again. Dear Lincoln, shout out. This closing one is written by Tanner. Tanner. T-A-N-N-E-R. That's right. You know what? I, I forgot to mention, last episode, I was talking so optimistically uh, about Kawhi Leonard trying to join the Lakers, or I was hoping that he would join the Lakers. That's right. He ended uh, up And I ended there. up changing my opinion. Like, fuck that guy. Right. I think he's kind of like an overrated snake. So I'm mm. not really sure where he if he ended up choosing the Lakers or not, but... Oh, well, he didn't. He chose the Clippers, the other Los yeah, Angeles Yeah, okay, team. so that that actually tracks my fucking narrative that this guy's, like, couldn't even handle the Lakers. Like, I feel if, like... If, I, if we have to convince you, that then you're not one of us. That that was the narrative. That was that shaped your narrative. Yeah, I think he's a fucking overrated. It's really snake. fun to think about the NBA that just like there are so many teams now with like brand new all stars teaming yeah. up. It's like I think it was like eight of the top fifteen players from last year switch teams and, or something. And I and also I mean it's it's sad that uh, Clay is hurt, but like. It feels like the Warriors, it was always just like, when is their dynasty going to end? And it was like, oh, just right now. That's, That's it. That's right. It, hap it ends quickly. These, these dynasties don't often drag out. They fall apart. Yeah, super fun. Uh, uh, all right. Thanks again to Nathan and Tanner. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Ciao. Later.
I'm Billy Brick, and welcome to Lackluster Video. Lackluster Video is a film podcast hosted by us. Two friends, writing partners, and idiots who love movies. Each week we're going to be watching and talking about a movie together or with a special guest. We're watching movies from every genre. From micro-budget Japanese zombie movies. To Aaron Sorkin's award winners. To Adam Sandler's least critically acclaimed works. And that's not all. We'll also be talking about movies that don't exist based on randomly generated suggestions. For example, if I gave Finn a sci-fi movie called... 2038 Rapture, starring Demi Lovato and Sean Combs, he would say it's... Demi Lovato has to use her booming voice to save the world, as Sean Combs plays his producer. Uh, they, and they, they have to do this in order to beat, beat it, beat, beat the aliens. It's not my best, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, that's the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, to become a member of Lackluster Video... All you have to do is subscribe. <laughs>